Welcome to the Fitness Tech Podcast, show number 13 for January 22nd, 2011. Uh, it's a special Saturday night podcast. We're live on Ustream, and I'm again uh, here with Jamie Eichmeyer, my trusty trainer and fellow podcaster. Jamie, how are you doing? Great. How are you, Jim? Awesome. I got my workout in. You'll be happy to know I got my 12 miles in today on the treadmill. So Wonderful. How did that go? It was good. The last two were kind of brutal, I'll admit. 10 oh. to 12 were tough. Bobby came in and ran with me. Oh, that uh, helps. Yeah, it really was nice to have him. And he's just a monster on the treadmill. Um, and so it was good to be next to him and to get my running in. So I got it in. It's a snowy evening here in Omaha. And yes. uh, so I was glad. You know, I almost went outside today. I, I don't know. Did you? This morning wasn't real bad. And uh, so I thought I'd throw on a long sleeve shirt and some gloves. And I'm really glad I didn't because it started snowing like <laughs> at three o'clock. And I would have been halfway out and would have had to come. Oh, that would have been. Brutal. 10K back. So, so anyways. Well, we have a special show tonight. We're recording kind of off schedule, normally Monday nights. Uh, special show tonight. Um, I'll talk about that, uh, who our special guest here in just a second. So we'll, we'll tease the audience out there, or at least those listening on the radio. I do want to uh, mention, I made some changes to the website for folks. So if folks were getting uh, kind of confused about how to listen to the podcast or you wanted to listen to the podcast live, um, I'm sorry, not live necessarily, but listen to it as we on the website. I did make a change. There's a right-hand column now on, if you go to theaverageguy.tv, um, there's a right-hand column, and I put the players for those podcasts right there in the column. So you don't have to dig in. Uh, I mean, I put the show notes in the posts every week, so if you want to see the links to stuff we talk about, um, uh, you can do that right there in the notes. But if you just want to listen to the podcast, you can go to theaverageguy.tv, and the players are right there. So I've made it a lot easier for you to get to our podcast. Of course, the easiest way to listen to the podcast is just download those. If you have an iPod, you can use iTunes. Download that. Uh, it'll download automatically free each week. Just there's a little subscribe button. You can click on that. It'll automatically set it in iTunes, and you're set. There's also some RSS feeds for folks who use Zoom and, and uh, some Google, uh, Google Reader and such. So if you have trouble with that, of course, you can contact us right here at the show, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. I would gladly walk you through getting that set up uh, in an automatic um, environment for you. That's the best way to listen to it. Jamie, one more question. Did you get your workouts in this weekend? I did. I did um, an hour and 20 minutes on the elliptical today. Holy moly. I know. I just kept going. I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. And then before I know it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been 80 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, it's great when it just kind of comes together and you just keep going at it. And so a lot of folks uh, getting their workouts going because it's the new year. Don't be discouraged by, you know, I put three hours in between Friday and Saturday. Don't, don't be discouraged. You, you know, you put in quite a bit of time. Just keep up, right? Keep going with your workout. Keep going right? and try to get in at least 30 minutes. You don't have to be an hour, but at least 30. Yeah. And the other thing you can do during this, this season of getting things going again is kind of changing your nutrition. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, we have a special guest and really... Carrie, you're not really even a guest anymore because you've been on the show. Like <laughs> this is your third time now, and uh, and so Carrie Adams is with us tonight. She, of course, uh, is behind um, the Mud Mafia, which is just themudmafia.blogspot.com. Um, Mud Mafia also on Facebook. 
And she also blogs. Um, her blog is called Leaving a Path. That's at Carrie A, the letter A, 81.blogspot.com. Carrie, I got to talk, uh, talk to you later about buying a URL so we can shorten that up. I know, but, right? Uh, yeah. But no hey, welcome. Foresight on that one. <laughs> yes, right. Well, you know what? The good news is, is, is you can buy one and we'll just redirect it and, uh, and life will be good. So welcome to the show. We are so glad that you've uh, come to join us tonight. Thank you. No, it's awesome to be here again. You guys are fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, hey, we want to talk about, um, so we talked about the clean diet or clean eating, and that's what I'm going to call it from here on out because I hate that word, clean diet. So we talked about clean eating. Um, uh, You and I talked a couple weeks ago, and you said, oh, so many things have happened since the last time we talked on the podcast. So Jamie and I wanted to get you back on here to kind of have us, you know, bring us up to date with what you've done, what you're doing, you know, what kind of things are going on. Uh, what have been some successes? What, what's gone on with the Mud Mafia? I'll let you lead it, and we'll just ask you questions. Totally. No, the first thing I have to say is that we have 13 new runners on the Mud Mafia, and we are now officially coast-to-coast and international. Wow. So really? we have, Yes, we have really branched out. We are from California to Connecticut, so we literally are coast-to-coast. And we also now have um, some runners coming out of Canada. So we are completely um, taking over the planet. It's really exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. And did you have some particular folks that, that – uh, you, you said you had some new runners show I up. I did. I've got some new runners. Like I said, there is actually 14 new runners. Um, Liz, Nick, Lauren, Dan, Carla, Kat, another Dan, Dan Camp, Dave, Becky, Nate – Blake, Casey, Chad, and Doug. So we have some some major new talent coming in. And and I'll be honest, you know, we've got some really fast people and some really great runners um, in a lot of different specialty areas of running that are coming in. And and then we've also got, you know, those folks that just like to do it, that just have fun with it. And that's obviously the message of what the team is about anyway. But um, yeah, that's, that's going just amazing right now. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, and that site gets updated quite a bit. It's not just one that you started and then, you know, some people start blogs and they don't go anywhere. Um, I'm looking at it right now and that's getting updated regularly as well as the Facebook community is very, very powerful. Lots of of activity around that. So um, that's great, Carrie. You've done a great job with the Mud Mafia. It's been really fun. You know, we are now, you know, originally the events that we would update would be local, you know, very much in the Midwest. And now um, I'm starting to do updates that exist in, in regions that are completely coast to coast across the country. So we're able to, to get people involved and, and not just for the runners that are in those cities, but to also bring and, and, and let some of our other, our other runners get out and try some new things. We had uh, three runners that are on the team run in the Phoenix half and full marathon last weekend, um, which was the rock and roll marathon in Phoenix really proud of that. Um, so there was some travel involved and, um, Alyssa yell, who is, is a cupcake on our team has run five events for the family so far. She's run, um, over 50 racing miles for us. Super proud of that. She's, she's a rock star. So really proud of all the things that she's doing. And, and she's, um, one of our San Francisco runners. So it's, 
Life is good in the Mad Mafia world. Yeah, and you know what? We're coming up on an exciting season. I, we've got some races. You know, it's it's dead of winter here in the Midwest. And and actually, you know what, Carrie, you missed out on this conversation. We've talked about starting to do some treadmill races um, during the winter where we, you know, we, we crank out some distances and we do it on treadmills because you just can't. I mean, a treadmill is a boring thing, to be honest, right? I mean, they're yeah. just awful. But if imagine if you add a little competition to it, maybe put some teams together, did some relays on the treadmill. I mean, that would be fantastic. I was at Prairie Life last weekend. I did a four-hour cardio marathon. Holy moly. Wow. Yeah. Four hours. It was insane. But uh, I started with spinning, and, and we were in a spinning class, and I see all these people running by with bibs on, and I was like, oh, what's that about? They did an indoor half marathon. That's awesome. Wow, that's and they'd pull cool. them off the track. They'd switch directions. They'd jump on treadmills. They really switched it up, so it was an interesting event. But, yeah, an indoor half marathon. Never heard yeah. of that. Yeah, and I, I read an article about that, and that's, that's starting to gain some popularity, especially in the northern climates because there's just, you know, Jamie, you and I struggle with that, trying to get outside, right? Exactly. And yeah. you can find, like, the major events are, like, from spring to fall, nothing in the winter. Yeah. So we're running an indoor cave race right here, Mud Mafia family event um, down in Kansas City. I think we got a handful of folks going down to be a part of that. Um, we just found a leprechaun chase here in the local Omaha area that's going to take place in March. Um, that's a new race. It's the second year. I mean, so so lots of opportunities. As spring comes up, we're getting ready for the Lincoln uh, half and full marathon. And then, of course, um, April, May, and June will have tons of races. So the Mud Mafia miles will explode. Carrie, do you have any idea right now as a family where we're at from a miles perspective? We're around Remember? 200 racing miles. Okay. It's a, we're way up there and we're this next weekend, we're going to add to that. Um, and like we've got runners across all disciplines. So we've got runners that do full marathons and that's for specialty. We've got folks that five and 10 K's, but all the, the miles that we log are, are racing miles and we are just going to take it to it this spring. And one of my goals and what I want to try to get accomplished sometime in 2011 is an actual Mud Mafia sponsored racing event. So we designed the course, we'd co-sponsor with somebody and actually bring folks out and have it be our event. So some, some kind of charity involved because I'm really big on that, but I think that there needs to be, there has to be a Mud Mafia event. I think that's really important. So hopefully we can get we can get some of our runners from out of state to come in for that, too. Well, the Fitness Tech Podcast will be the official podcast of the Mud Mafia Run. Heck, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll even do some live, we'll do some live uh, shoots and some, you know, some interviews and stuff from the event and uh, post those on the, on the site. So that Fantastic. should be Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we love that. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a big season. Um, we have so many runners doing the half, the Lincoln half and full. I mean, just alone, that one race is going to be huge for us. Um, and, and there's so many events coming up. The Like you said, the indoor um, underground run in Kansas City, we have a big presence there too. So we're just, we're, we're, we're getting in there. We're, cool. we're really mixing cool. it up. It's a lot of fun. So tell us, uh, tell us what's going on with, with nutrition and clean eating and, and walk us down that path a little bit. How, how's that been going and what have you been doing? Yeah, so eating clean, that's that's been, you know, that's that's my deal. That's how I, I stay where I'm at from a, a nutrition standpoint. You know, I've said it before, 80% of the battle is nutrition, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a person trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to sustain. Um, if you have non-weight loss goals, nutrition is, is really the biggest part of that battle. 
10% of it's how you train and 10% of it is, is your genetic makeup. So, so much of that is something you control just by what you put in your mouth and, and how you do that. Um, I've had so many questions, a, a lot of questions about recipes, how to do it, how to incorporate that into a family. Um, just how to create a culture that, that is focused on overall well-being and, and including clean eating as a part of that. So um, my blog is constantly being updated with new recipes. And, and I'll be real honest with you. I, I like hearty food. So a lot of my recipes are classic things that I just change up to make clean. Um, and we can talk about it a little bit. We had a, a clean Palooza cooking ev- event this weekend in my house where my kids really took on a lot of those cooking challenges and made, we made cinnamon rolls today, homemade cinnamon rolls, but clean cinnamon rolls. Um, chicken chili. And, and that was our dinner tonight was the chicken chili and the cinnamon rolls. Um, my kids do a lot of those, those clean cooking things too, just because that's, that's something that they live in addition to, to me doing it for myself. So, um, lots and lots has been happening around that. Um, it's starting to become something that my friends are taking on. So there's, you know, a lot just fun, exciting things with that. It's not something that needs to be intimidating and it's not something that's intense. You know, I had a friend of mine say to me today, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so hardcore. I'm like, no, it's, it's really not. It's really not. And there's three traditions that I have in my house that make clean eating um, really fun and kind of light around here. Friday nights, we used to order pizza and watch a movie. And we don't do that anymore. We make our own pizzas. Um, Saturdays, we always bake something. So today it was cinnamon rolls. And then Sunday mornings, we always have the the kick you in the face pancakes. I don't know if you guys have heard the kick you in the face story. But I'm sort of known. I'm known for pancakes. I make amazing pancakes. And they're clean, and, and I make them from scratch. They're really good. And my, my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter was sitting on the couch one day eating her pancakes. And my, my beautiful golden retriever, Molly, comes walking up and sits in front of her. And I heard Katie whisper to the dog, what are you looking at? I'll kick you in the face if you take my pancakes. <laughs> so from that day forward, they became awesome. kick you in the face pancakes. So Sunday morning. <laughs> what are you looking at? It's like three. She was hardcore. Let me tell you, she was not messing around. So we change it up. Sometimes we have bananas, berries. Sometimes they're plain. Sometimes we have dark chocolate chips. It kind of depends on what everybody's in the mood for. But those are ways that we, we kind of make that fun around my house. Like, what other kind of recipes do you make, Carrie? Well, that's a great question. So I do a lot of, like, classic things. Tomorrow, for example, so I'm a huge, huge Green Bay Packer fan. My family's from Green Bay. That's a really big deal in my family. And I'm going to a neighbor's house for the game. And if I'm going to go and I'm going to bring something, I'm going to bring something clean. But I've got to bring something that's that's great that people are, are going to want to try. And a lot of clean recipes are that way anyway, but I wanted to do something more classical. So I'm making a five-layer a Mexican dip. I make my own tortilla chips. They're corn tortilla chips. But it's it's a classic recipe. It's just made slightly differently so that it's clean. And it's absolutely amazing. And, and that's, you know, nobody's going to know when I take it. Well, they'll know because they know how I eat. But <laughs> from a flavor standpoint, nobody's going to know that what they're eating is is not, you know, full of sour cream and um, you know, things like that, that aren't, that aren't as healthy for them. So, so you are, or you're not going to tell them. I won't, but they'll probably assume <laughs> <laughs> they know me way too well by now. Um, 
my neighbor Casey is actually one of our newest runners on the running team, and she's one of my regular running partners. And and we did uh, we did a great 10 mile stretch today. Uh, we're running the the Lincoln Half Marathon together, and and she's got a um, a great great attitude. We've been running together for a long time, and she's also adopting a clean eating lifestyle for herself and for her family. She actually just texted me a few minutes ago with a picture of her older son and his friend making clean pizzas as a snack tonight. And I can't even tell you what that means because it, it really goes to prove a lot of those points. It, it can be fun. It can be delicious. It can be something that your kids take ownership of. And, you know, ultimately the most important thing at the end of the day is that it's, it's healthy and it's nutritious. Carrie, um, let's back up a little bit. Cause because maybe somebody's listening to this podcast, you know, we kind of jumped into the to clean eating, but give a quick one minute summary of what it means to eat clean. Sure. And, you know, I actually created a new food pyramid. That's a clean eating food pyramid. It's, wow. it's somewhat similar to what you're probably familiar with, but that's going to be going up on my blog in the next few days that just kind of breaks down some of those things. Essentially, the idea behind eating clean is that you're avoiding man-made processed food. You're staying on the perimeter of, of the supermarket. So to break it down pretty simplistically, you're eating five or six times a day. You're eating whole foods that either you prepare um, in combination um, in, in recipes and things like that. Um, but essentially, you are the one that's preparing those foods. You're not eating processed things. You're drinking lots of water. When you do eat those five or six times a day, you're always pairing um, a lean protein with some kind of complex carbohydrate. Um, three to four times a day, you're including a starchy carbohydrate. So those are things like potatoes, pastas, breads, things like that. You're also having one or two healthy fats a day, avocados, oils, um, dark chocolates, things like that. So you are incorporating those things as well. And drinking between two to three liters of water every day, um, that's really important. And maintaining that in a fairly consistent manner. So obviously you're going to be able to deviate from that. You're going to every now and then find yourself in a position where you have to eat something that's, you know, Burger King or, or whatever, but hopefully even then you're making healthy choices, but it's, um, it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. Um, it's a way that you can live for the rest of your life. And it really focuses on pairing foods together and eating the right amounts of food so that your body is performing at its most optimal level. So it's like fuel for your for your system. Um, and, and that's eating a breakfast within an hour of waking up, eating every two to three hours. Because this food is so clean and wholesome, your body processes it so efficiently, it's out of your system. So you're needing to eat every two to three hours to keep that going. Keeps your blood sugars regulated, keeps your liver functioning really well. And these are all things that... Um, you start to learn over time and, and can incorporate into your own your own life in a way that makes sense. But those are kind of the basics. Carrie, how would you say eating clean is different um, versus eating organic and natural foods? Well, those things go together quite well. Um, I do actually um, buy several things in organic format, not everything. Um, and, and that, you know, when I first started, I wasn't paying as close attention to the organic component. Um, but it is a critical piece of the puzzle because there's about 12 fruits and vegetables that are heavily, heavily pesticide um, as they're, you know, if it's not locally grown or, or grown in a way that's averse to that, that are treated with pesticides quite heavily. So you might be eating healthy foods, 
But if it's tainted with pesticides, then what you're doing is eating healthy food, but you're bringing in all of those toxins into your system, and that's not good either. Um, so there's a lot of par like partnerships that go along with that organic piece, um, but certainly not everything ha has to be from a whole foods perspective or, or an eating clean perspective has to be organic, but there's a lot of benefits to doing that. Um, from a poultry standpoint, you know, eggs and dairy and, uh, and lean meats, a lot of those things uh, are treated with antibiotics and things like that that are just not good for you. So to, to try to go organic down that road um, is also a, a good choice to make if, if you're able to afford that and that's something that fits into your lifestyle as well. Cool. Also, does the Eating Clean talk about how to fit exercise in with your nutrition? Yes. And I actually like eating every two to three hours. You know, obviously, we, we actually talked about this in the past when you know, prior to a workout, you want to be taking in some, some complex carbohydrates and some protein for energy and, and to protect those, those muscles that you have. So the calories that you're burning are calories that are ultimately burning fat and not taking away from your muscle. And additionally, when you complete a workout, you want to replenish, um, those calories within, you know, 30 minutes with complex carbohydrates and, and proteins again to, to protect that muscle and make sure that any additional calories you're burning after the fact, especially if you're doing like impact, high impact interval training or something that you're really protecting those things. Um, when you're eating in a clean capacity, you don't have to be as cognizant of those timelines because you're probably falling inside of those anyway. If I have a conflict between exercise and nutrition, I always defer to the nutrition first and make sure that that's um, a base that I cover first and then, then work the exercise in to make sure that it fits. But like I said, you're eating every two to three hours and you're falling inside that window, then your meals are going to logically line up with any kind of workout program that you have. That's perfect. Does it also talk about sleep and how much sleep you should get? Oh, absolutely. Sleep is so important. It's probably the thing I'm the worst at um, and probably the thing that most of us are worst at. But you really need a good eight, eight hours a night at a minimum because that's the time when your body really can, can rejuvenate itself. You know, eating clean is a big deal. It allows your body to perform as it's designed to do. Um, it, it's something that as you're digesting that food, as you're taking it in, it's in its most wholesome formats and your body's being treated as it should be. When you think about processed food, it's literally designed to sit on a shelf for months at a time. Or years so, at a time. Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you think that translates to when you put it into your body? So people focus so heavily on the nutrition and they forget about things like how much water are you drinking a day? Mm -hmm. How much caffeine are you taking in a day? That's oh. a big deal too. And how much sleep are you getting? Yeah. Um, sleep is a hard one. We're busy people. We've got a lot going on. We want to be able to manage everything at the same time. And, and you know, I'm a single mom. I've got two girls. I've got a full-time job. I do a lot around the eating clean and, and those types of things too. So, so it's easy to kind of tell yourself, oh, I'm just going to stay up an extra hour, but you're really hurting your body. You need to give yourself that time off. Carrie, you, your blog's got a lot of great information. Uh, your, your personal blog, A 81 at blogspot.com. Um, you talked a little bit, you know, we talk about rest, and, and you just put a post out there recently about fatigue and a rest day. Yes. And, and Jamie, I want you to chime in on this as well. You know, sometimes... Um, not our, not everybody in our audience is going to struggle with a rest day. <laughs> I talk to a lot of folks who take plenty of rest days, <laughs> but but there are some athletes who get after it. And 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 guys, what's the what's the importance of a rest day? I mean, what does that give us? And I mean, and how often do we need that? 
You need at least one rest day a week because that gives your muscles, um, the muscle fibers, a chance to repair themselves and replenish themselves. Otherwise, you're going to cause injury and those muscle fibers don't ever get a chance to fully like rejuvenate themselves and they keep on tearing and tearing and then you get injured. And it's another way to burn yourself out too and um, eventually relapse. But it's very important to get at least one rest day, especially if you're training very hard and um, training for an event too. Well, in, in addition to that, you know, and the thing that your body inherently burns for energy as you're running is glycogen and giving yourself that day off allows you to restore the glycogen that's, that's stored in your muscles and your brain and all the things that you utilize as you're out running. Um, for me, a rest day is really hard. Um, when I took a rest day on Friday, I was looking back over my calendar and the last true rest day I had taken was Christmas day. That's wow. so, that's so, that's not good. And it's not, you know, um, it doesn't mean you do nothing. I stretch. I went for an hour long walk yesterday, very leisurely pace, but I, I still got out and did something. But for me, you know, working out is a way for me to have time for myself. I get a recharge. I get to have that time, but you can't, if you overtrain and you work out those muscles too much, you are going to end up hurt. So you have to balance that and say, oh, you know, I, I really need to make sure that I'm giving myself that time. And, and you also need easy days. You need days where you're, you're building your base and you're improving your endurance. And, and it also increases your blood volume, which is critical when you're, when you're training, when you're an athlete or when you're just somebody that, that's getting into working out. And it's something that you can do for yourself as, as you go out and doing your longer runs or some of those types of workouts. You don't have to push it um, at, at Mach 10, every time you go to the gym, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, training for training sake is, is something that's important too, just to, to make sure you're, you're continuing that habit and keeping yourself healthy. Yeah, that's exactly right, Carrie. And it's good indicator to watch like, um, how you're breathing and what your heart rate is. And you want to make sure that you're varying the levels of where your heart rate is and you're not staying in the high zone the whole time. So you, if you change up, then you know you're getting um, good interval training in and you're getting, um, you know, working it harder and easier and you're not maximizing and overburning yourself out. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm so busy. Like I said earlier, it's I, when I go to the gym, I really have to make the most of the time that I'm there. And so I do a lot of interval training. I mean, that's a lot of what I do, even with running rarely. I mean, I like today I did a steady state run. But more often than not, even if it's a minute faster, a minute slightly slower, or hills, or, you know, Tabata, which you've talked about on several occasions, um, sprint training, things to just kind of mix it up. It also helps with that calorie burn if, if you're interested in pursuing more of a weight loss strategy. That's probably the most effective way to go about that. Um, but, you know, definitely um, taking that day off once a week just to let your body relax and do something else. I mean, I... I uh, took a jacuzzi bath. I had a glass of red nice. wine. Nice. It, I really made the most of that day. Now, I didn't go lax in my nutrition because obviously you're not expending those extra calories. So you've got to be mindful of, of what you're eating on those days um, if, if you're trying to maintain or lose. But uh, enjoy yourself. Pamper yourself a little bit. You know, Carrie, you know, we've, Jamie and I have talked a lot about my, my nutrition is actually the downfall of my fitness. If I could get my nutrition in line, I could probably be a fairly amazing athlete, but you've got a lot on your blog. I just want to point folks back to that. You've got a lot of great recipes that you've put out there. Um, I, I've noticed on that blog over the last couple of weeks. Um, one of them I noticed was how to do a, how to do clean peanut butter and jelly. 
So, right. I mean, what's so? What's the difference between Jif and and the je- the jelly I get at from from Smuckers, and sure. the way the way you did it? Okay, so so really, you've got to become a label reader. That's one of the most important things you can do for yourself. But if you take one thing away from this, high fructose corn syrup. If you ever read that run screaming in the other direction. That's the worst thing you can put into your body. But the peanut butter and jellies that I make for my kids. So first of all, I buy Ezekiel bread, which is live grain bread. Um, There's a high amount of protein in it. It has a lot of amino acids. For those of you that are in a vegan or a vegetarian environment, that's good for you to note because a lot of times if you're in that, you're not getting those amino acids that you normally would from meat products. So that's something to keep in mind. But when we make those peanut butter and jelly, we use natural peanut butter or almond butter. Um, and really, it's a couple ingredients. It's, it's very straightforward. Not that Jif is a bad thing, um, but there are definitely additional processed materials in that that make it not as optimal if you're trying to be living a clean, a clean lifestyle. For, for my kids, the, the jelly or the jam that I use is literally just fresh fruit. I will slice up strawberries and put it on top. I will, or mash them up, kind of depending on what they're looking for. Blueberries, blackberries, bananas. Um, I'll do a little agave or, or honey underneath. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can make that a really healthy, hearty, nutritious sandwich. And, and it's not hard. It's not, a, you know, it's not challenging. And you've got that fresh fruit. And obviously you pay attention to the seasons. So what's seasonal, so it's, it's affordable and, and you can do that for your kids. But we eat that on the fly all the time. And that's become something that they look forward to. And and there's something to be said for having just really whole, clean foods. You know, my my older daughter's nine. And one of the the most fun things that we've done lately, I I love sushi. I'm a huge sushi fan. I like sashimi, which is the no rice sushi. It's literally just raw fish. And I I took her out. She'd had sushi before, but I I took her out for like a legit, we're going to sit down and have sushi. And so of course I ordered her, you know, the California roll. Cause that's, I was like, I'll start her slow, you know, we'll see how she does. And I had seared albacore. So I thought, oh, I'll let her try it, but she's going to totally gravitate towards that. She loved the sashimi. She loved the seared albacore. She didn't, she didn't like the California roll. And I think a lot of it is around her palate is so accustomed to really clean, fresh foods. And not that California rolls aren't that way, but she really gravitated towards that albacore. And, and now when we go, that's what she wants. So, you know, those are things that you can kind of pass down to into, into your family and you start to your, your taste buds, the way that you approach food changes. If, if I eat something processed, I feel sick. I physically feel sick. And my friend Casey's told me the same thing on days where she's had to grab something on the fly or she's thought, oh, it'd be great for me to eat this. Her body rejects it because it's gotten so used to having such such good things going through it that now it's kind of going, ah, I'm not so sure about that. That's not something that I want in here anymore. But eating clean, do you incorporate stevia at all or does it talk about stevia products? You know, artificial sweeteners, the sweeteners that I use, um, I use agave nectar, which um, for those of you that enjoy a margarita from time to time, agave is a sweetener that's used to make tequila. Yes, yes, it is. Nice. So a little, little <laughs> trivia for you if you're, ever, if you're ever in Jeopardy. That's a good one to know. Um, they, stevia is like a natural sweetener. Yeah, you know, I still, I still avoid that. Um, I use honey. I use agave. Um, those are the kinds of things that, that work for me. Even molasses, things like that, that um, there's still sugar, but it's natural. You're, you're talking about a natural derivative of something, and that, that to me is, is a better, 
a better approach. Um, any of those, like even, you know, my, my biggest vice up until very recently was diet pop. And I thought, I'm, that's fine. I can have diet pop. There's so much stuff in that. It's, it's really just not, not the best way to go about, you know, getting that caffeine. Even if you want a caffeine fix, black coffee is not, not a, a bad thing. I drink a ton of green tea, um, which has a lot of caffeine in it, but it's, it's much more natural. Really, the things you want to think about are if it comes from the earth, if it had a mother, if man hasn't touched it and done something to it, then, then it's something that I want to have and, and it's something that I want to eat. You know, Carrie, we were, so we were shopping this morning and, and probably at one of the worst places to buy food, which is Walmart. Walmart. I was just going to say, Walmart. And it's such a cycle. It's so hard because certainly that is, you know, for families on a budget, that is a place that the prices are usually the best there. And so you can, you can make good choices. You mentioned being a label reader and I think you've really got to be careful of what you get, but you can find things there. But we walked by this aisle and there was this stack and it, it had to be four, three or four feet tall of cinnamon rolls that were just out in the open in a plastic, right? They were in a, in, you know, cardboard with plastic, not refrigerated, not not, That's sick. <laughs> not anything, right? I mean, that just should tell you something exactly. right there. No, that th- that's my point. And yeah. Sarah, it was so funny. So Sarah, my wife, she says to me, oh, I bet these are good for you. And, <laughs> and it was just one of those examples. I kind of cringed a little bit yeah. inside and not a little bit, maybe a lot bit and thought, you know, the, the amount of chemicals that has to be in that food, one, to be able to make it from the manufacturer to Walmart, and then two, to last at Walmart, because you know that stuff sits around for a while. I mean, unrefrigerated, out in the open, and now it it was covered in plastic. I mean, everything is sealed, you know, very well, and and everything ships and packs and travels very well, but it was just, it was an awful, at at that moment, it was like everything that's wrong with the way we eat kind of in our culture today. Um, now, technology, you know, we're the fitness tech podcast, and technology has made that a, possible. A possible. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it goes actually against us. When we talk about technology and food, you know, years ago, they tried to figure out how do we get healthy food to market mm-hmm. in an in a industrial society, and people still get nutrition out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we strip the, we strip the nutrition away. Yeah. We, we then find ways to Do jam it, it back in. Yep. And then yeah. we sell it as cereal, and and yeah. I, you know, or we, um, yeah, you that story happens over and over and over again. So if people are struggling with this, I mean, it's a good struggle. Um, I think my advice to some folks is start with one thing, right? Yes. Don't don't try and change your diet overnight. Pick mm-hmm. one thing to go after. We I talked to, maybe I've talked about this before, but maybe you mentioned diet coke, right? Yes. Maybe you need to replace the sugary fruit juices, high fructose corn syrup yes. drinks with water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you something that will make people, you know, probably lose their minds. But I don't like if I'm going to have ice cream, I don't go get frozen yogurt that's less calories. I have real ice cream. I just have a small amount of it because real ice cream is good as basic as it gets. We're talking when you're looking at a label. Really easy rule of thumb. If you know what all the ingredients mean, that's, that's, a good, that's a good sign. That doesn't mean that it's always good for you. I can't eat a cup of ice cream every night, 
but I can have a small amount of ice cream, satisfy a craving and still be serving my body and, and my body's nutrition needs. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things you want to think about. The fewer ingredients on the label, and if you know what all of them are, that's a good sign. That's <laughs> something that you want to pursue. But if you, you start reading things and you're like, there's about 18 letters in that word and it starts with an X and I, I just don't know what that means, then that's probably something you don't want to do, which sort of segues into a really important point that, that I've been in, integrating into my own house, which is the importance of passing eating clean on to your children. When I first started doing it, I said to myself, oh, I'm not going to make my kids do this because they're so used to their stuff and I don't want to do that. And I realized that was the worst thing that I could be doing for them because they deserve, you know, what's better, what's showing your children more love than feeding them and nourishing their bodies with healthy, nutritious food. And you can do it in a way that tastes great and that lets them get involved in the process. My oldest daughter helps me pick out recipes. She helps me cook everything. Every night I make steel-cut oatmeal for the next morning. She's the one that helps me do it. She's responsible for cooking a dinner a night. She made you know, the, the cinnamon rolls today with a friend of hers almost exclusively on their own. I, I oversaw you know, some of it. But she takes a lot of ownership of that. And so it's about not only feeding them that way, but teaching them the importance and the value of living that way. And, and you see that stack of cinnamon rolls and you know people buy those and then take them home and feed those to their families. So learning the benefits of doing this, not only for your own benefit, but then passing that knowledge down is so critical. And those are a lot of the things that I try to do in my own house and with my own friends and families. And, and even when I go places like tomorrow when I bring that dip, you know, I'm not going to change lives with a five layer Mexican dip. But in my own little way, you know, I'm you might I'm bring it, it may. I let's, never know. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it does. It could create a conversation. Right. And yes. it could be a conversation starter. And you never know when those opportunities arise. And it's it's funny because. I've never been really pushy about it. You know, people ask me about it all the time and I'll give them little tidbits. And, you know, a great example is my friend Casey. Um, we started running together. She's gotten really engaged in her in her physical fitness in the last several months, lost weight, been doing really well. And for a long time, you know, I kind of, I, I had her come over, you know, I have a blog post about it. She'd help me out a lot with my daughter. So I made pizzas for her for lunch one day and um, was just, you know, telling her about different recipes and, and things like that. And um, she's now taken it and taken ownership of it and made it work within her family. Because, you know, that's something that you've got to know, this is what's going to work for me. And this is, you know, what my family's like. And this is our taste. And this is the things that will work for us. And she's completely done that. And, you know, she's the one that sent me the text with her son and the pizzas. That's that's amazing to me. So she's gone on and, and taken that knowledge and turned it into something meaningful for them. And, and she has a friend at work that she's now talking to about eating clean. And those are the kinds of conversations that absolutely are life changing for me that make me say, yes, this is, this is what it's about. Having people not only hear it, but implement that in their own homes and see the benefit of it and just want to be telling their friends about it because of the experience that they've had without it sounding like an infomercial. It really is something that transforms your body, you know, in, in not just in a weight loss capacity or, or in something like that, but just from an overall well-being, the energy, it's good for your skin and your hair and your nails and your mind, all of those things become the best version that they can be because you're nourishing your body in the most optimal way. 
Yeah. I think you said it. That's so inspiring, Carrie. Yeah, I think you said it. I mean, there's some great opportunities for folks. And, Carrie, you've spent a lot of time on your blog kind of outlining some of these things. So, again, I want to point people. We'll have the link to your blog in our show notes. And and so if folks are listening to this, they can come back to theaverageguy.tv and we'll have those those links um, out there for you. But... You've got some great recipes. You've got some great advice that's out well, the, there. The, the one other really big piece of advice that's out there, too, I have a post yeah. about keeping it budget-friendly because a lot of times people will say to me, that's all well and good, but that's got to cost a fortune. I have to eat protein five times a day. Are you kidding me? And I talk a lot about how to do that in a budget-friendly capacity, utilizing your freezer, you know, buying things frozen. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but doing things that, that – you know, really allow you to make this something that fits into your budget and your lifestyle without being an overwhelming responsibility or having to spend every other day at at the grocery store. Because the thing with whole foods, when you're eating nutritious food, it has a short shelf life because it's supposed to, because you're eating life that's good for you. It's supposed to, that's a great way to say it. It's supposed to have a short shelf life. That's kind of the point. Yeah. And there's a lot of cultures around the world that part of that culture is that you shop every day. You have right. maybe some staple things at home, but you get your fresh ingredients for your meals that day. We don't always have time to do that. And let's be honest, our culture doesn't necessarily support that. That's why we have supermarkets. We don't have specialty markets, you know, and things like that. And, and that's just not something that a lot of people can do. So there's things in here about how to make that work for you and and stretch out the life of those things in a natural way by using your freezer, by cooking things in bulk, um, and and just by maximizing the value of what you buy. And so you're not spending half your life. I mean, I joke with people that I'm either thinking about food, making food, eating food, or planning my next meal. Like that's all I ever do. Um, And and it's like a half truth because honestly, I do spend a lot of time focusing on that. But I I plan those things out. We do it as a family so that, you know, my kids have an active role in it and it makes it a lot easier to live with. And I'm going to be living this way for the rest of my life. And so I, it's got to be something that I can live with day in and day out and be comfortable with and, and continue to grow in and, and how I cook and how I prepare foods and all of those kinds of things that it becomes very natural for me and, and, and for the people around me. Yeah, you know, today I, I little so a little story about frozen foods. Um, so today my daughter was had some strawberries, and I'm like, "Hey, where'd you get those strawberries?" She's like, "Dad, those are the ones you bought back in the summer that we were going to make smoothies out of that, oh. that we <laughs> that we never got to." And so uh, they made they made some strawberry treats today out of frozen strawberries that. You know, we've that that had been there all summer and all winter, and they were just as good um, today as they were, you know, the day in June that I bought them when they were in season. So, you know, buying those seasons in season, getting them frozen um, is a great way. And, and I think Jamie, you mentioned last time, right? Just buying that there's special requirements for growers of getting those things frozen that actually help. The food, right. right. They got to do it very, very quickly. They have to do it within half an hour so it um, keeps all their nutrients inside the fruit and the vegetable, and they have to get that um, packaged into the freezer within half an hour from the field. So you're getting the best quality possible. Yeah, that's which awesome. Is, yeah, which is better most of the times than like, you know, shelf bought fruits and vegetables. Right. That just well, that's a gra- I mean, that's a great, that freezer, I have a deep freeze and I have 
two refrigerator freezers and I, they're full all at all times. I mean, the other day I came home, my day was crazy as they usually are. And I had planned out like a, a casserole that I was going to make and I didn't have time. And I literally threw together brown rice. I had a bunch of mixed vegetables in the freezer and I had some chicken that I'd made in bulk. I cut it up. I made a stir fry and my daughter and I were eating in front of the, um, you know, in front of the television watching, you know, the American Idol premiere, which is a big deal at my house within about 20 minutes. I mean, those are the kinds of things you can do, even if you're pressed for time, there's ways to, to make clean eating a part of that process. Yeah. So there's all these things that people throw up objections to me or they worry about, or they, I don't cook or I don't, you know, I don't know how to do those things or that seems really intense. Like I said, we baked cinnamon rolls today. You can have good food. Can you have eight of them? No, they're about 188 calories a piece, but that's not too shabby. And there's no sugar. Um, you know, the sugar that, that is there is, is occurring naturally from honey and from things like that. It's all whole wheat, um, pastry flour. And, and even then it's, it's, it's minimum. There's fewer ingredients and, and you're doing it yourself. And, you know, I have, I'll have a blog post up within the next day or so with pictures, the recipe for that and for the chili and just seeing these, these girls get after it and have fun with, with the process like that. So if, if nine year olds can make cinnamon rolls that take four hours to make. <laughs> so Carrie, then, if, if I leave right now, even with the snow, I could be there in an hour. With the, with the <laughs> I'm not kidding. They turned out amazing. They they are absolutely wonderful. And yeah, I'm kind of wishing I was. I, I had said, hey, let's do this podcast at your house. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have. I have a great. And for those that have, you know, I have a lot of friends that also have a gluten sensitivity. Um, I have I have a couple things. I have a great um, chocolate chip cookie recipe that I make that's gluten free, and one that's not that are both clean. And those are the kinds of things that you can still make chocolate chip cookies. You can still have those sweets. I, I make a lot of my own breads. I mean, that's my, I have a bread maker and that's one of the big things that I do is, is make my own breads and it's fun. And it's also something that allows me to have a lot more control over what I'm eating and, and what I'm preparing. I'm a little bit more on the extreme side than the average person, but you can have, you can make clean chocolate chip cookies and there's very few differences. I, I had a meal with a friend of mine the other day and we were out at Paradise Cafe and Bakery, and, and she was having a sandwich and a salad. Yummy. She's like, oh, I've read your stuff about your blog, and, and that stuff's really intense. I was like, outside of the white bread on your sandwich, everything on your plate's clean. If you had whole grain bread right now, then you'd be there. And she kind of gave me this look like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. You're having a salad with really wholesome stuff. She had a vinaigrette on it. Um, the, her sandwich was, it was like turkey and spinach and sun-dyed tomato and, and like some kind of cheese. It's like you're, you're a walking definition of clean eating mm, right now. Now I'm really hungry. I know, right? Sorry about that. <laughs> but truly, I mean, it's that, it's really that simple and you can find ways to make it work for you. And I've said awesome. this 50 times. I don't like salad. I don't like a traditional sit down crouton salad and a bunch of lettuce. I like greens, but I don't like them that way. So you're not going to see me sitting there with a big old plate of rabbit food salad in front of me. That's not me. So yeah. you can find ways once you learn those things, you find ways to make it completely work for you. And it's little things, it's substitutions, it's alternating, you know, thing for another, it's, it's getting into your recipe and saying, I can take this out. There's always some things that aren't good yeah. for you. And you know, I've replaced salsa for salad dressing now c yes. completely. Love it. Love and it. I just, I, I don't ever want to have ranch again. 
I will tell you that the most popular blog post for my site in the last month, I made a breakfast casserole the other day and I just threw it together. I had a bunch of leftover stuff. Literally, it was Ezekiel bread. It was um, egg whites, salsa, chili pepper, milk, um, some some uh, low like lower moisture and lower fat mozzarella cheese and then sliced up Roma tomatoes on the top. And, you know, salt and pepper and things like that. And you can kind of season it as, as you want to. And it turned out amazing. It was so good. And it, there, I had literally about 15 emails that were like, that that can't be clean. And I was like, that that is clean. <laughs> that's that's is about. It looks just, good, too. I see, that's, that's oh on your my blog. Gosh. Yes. And it, uh, it looks fantastic. And from a, a calorie standpoint, and, I like, and I've said this in the past, I don't count calories anymore because I'm not in that place. Um, and on eating clean, you generally don't have to, but for, I made a small cast cause I cook a lot just, you know, for myself, I, I don't have a, a, I didn't have a dinner party or something like to cook for. So I cooked a smaller portion size of it, but for four, I got four big portions out of it. Each portion was like 180 calories, 116, 160. Yes. So we're talking about a big old piece of casserole that's got egg and milk and cheese and mm. tomato and bread oh and i had um um did i have tofu in that one or chicken this is turkey is this the turkey. turkey cheese and egg white delight right yeah i had turkey in that one yeah. and that and the, it you but you could substitute if you wanted turkey sausage if you wanted tofu if you wanted to keep it you know vegetarian that wouldn't be vegan bacon can food. i put bacon in there anywhere <laughs> Bacon, turkey bacon wouldn't be too bad, right. and you can certainly incorporate red meats on a limited basis. The, yeah. the only problem with red meats, you're just going to get a, a higher fat content, right. and right. things like substitute red meat because with the bison, you're getting a much leaner cut of you know something like a ground hamburger. So that's also, I mean, you can find find so many solutions. Fish, fish is a great protein. Beans, you can get proteins out of that. Yogurts. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to achieve those, those different things you're looking for. And, and it's, it's such a, the more you get into it, the more fun I have. I have so much fun making up recipes, putting stuff together, figuring out how to make it work, um, ha making stuff my kids love. One of my favorite things I do for them now, well, I get them naked, naked chicken tenders. They don't eat like the breaded chicken tenders anymore, but if they want breaded, I take crackling oat bran and I grind it up at a food processor and I put a little bit of whole wheat breadcrumbs, roll the, the, the chicken in, in a little bit of like Greek nonfat yogurt, put that on the top, bake them. It's amazing. Wow. Can, amazing. I, can I eat at your house every night? I know, right? I know. When are you going to open your restaurant, Carrie? No, I, I'm telling you. That I, would be a great restaurant idea. Yeah. I, I, need a, I need a kick in the face pancake, like, you know, type of a breakfast place because I, I do a lot of breakfast food. But there's, and it is, it's it's not hard stuff. I will tell you, I'm not a naturally inclined. There's no Julia Child, you know, in this in this body. This is very much me figuring out what's working out for, for my kids and for me and for what we like to eat. And we like that kind of food. I like chicken tenders. I like, we make tacos. We have sloppy joes. We, we have those kinds of foods. We just modify them slightly so that we're, we're eating them in a way that's, that's clean. And that's 
that's the most important thing to me. I'm, I'm getting that nutritious food, but it's got to taste good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taste well, there's, good. there's ways to do that for sure. And Carrie, you've done a nice job of on your blog of, um, of putting those recipes out there. The ones you've talked about tonight are all out there. And so folks can go take a peek at those, um, print those off and, and, uh, and make them themselves. Jamie, back. If there's something you want to see, I promise you there's a recipe out there for it. So if there's things that you're wondering about, um, whether it's snacks, whether it's main dishes, side dishes, I make a great parsnip and sweet potato steak um, meal. So, you know, let me know if there's things out there you want to see because I probably have something out there. So some of the things that have come out recently have been because people have asked me, oh, I have to go to a dinner party and I have to bring an appetizer. What should I bring? Or, and I, I want to make something that my kids will eat. What do you suggest? So send me your questions. Send me recommendations. If you have a great recipe, let me know. I'd be more than happy to post it out there. Carrie, what's the best way for folks to get in, uh, get to send you a, a message, email or email is the or... easiest thing to do. I'm on Twitter, um, the Mud Mafia. I, that's that's where I'm. I'm so you're you're following. You are behind the Mud Mafia Twitter account. I am. Excellent. Okay. Cool. So, or is there an email address that folks can? Uh, Yes, Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E-A-81 at gmail.com. Okay. So, and, and it's on the, 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 um, the blog as well, but certainly don't hesitate to email me. I field emails all the time and I get great questions and I get a lot of, you know, really interested parties about what eating clean is about and, and how they can start to do that for themselves. So by all means, let me know. And if, if folks, uh, if you missed that and, and or you want to send us a question, podcast at TheAverageGuy.tv, and we'll forward those on to Carrie if, uh, if they have questions that, that um, are in there for her. Jamie, anything you wanted to add uh, to the discussion here as, as we wrap things up? Um, oh, I did have one question for you, Carrie. What does it say about um, sugar alcohol or alcohol sugars? Um, like the red wine I'm drinking right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where that question came from? When we when well, we started the podcast tonight, Carrie's like, I got this great glass of wine and, and I'm like, and my glass is empty. <laughs> We've both been enjoying red wine tonight. Yes. Okay. So the like, deal see, with alcohol, here's the thing with alcohol. So if you consume more than a couple glasses of alcohol at one time, your liver becomes very heavily focused on processing out the toxins that exist in that alcohol and it slows your metabolism by like 75%. That's a significant amount. Um, and so alcohol is something, you know, there's a lot of research about the benefits of red wine, a glass a day. The rule of thumb here is very much in moderation. We're talking about, you know, if you're going to have any in a sitting, it's got to be one or two. And even then, you really don't want to do that more than once a week. You really want to limit the amount that you're taking in. I know that's going to make a lot of people really sad, but uh, it, it really just, it affects the way that your body processes the things that are coming through it. So from a liver standpoint, which is where you're processing all those foods, it's going to shut down how it's processing other things. And I don't care if you're eating carbs, fats, proteins, if you don't burn as much as you eat, whatever's left over is going to turn into fat. So you can call it whatever you want, carbs, fats, proteins. Um, it's all bad if it's still hanging out when the end of the day comes and, and you, you haven't stopped eating. So um, just be mindful of that as you're taking in those calories every day if you're trying to lose. That, that those are, that's, that's the reality of the situation. So, yes, enjoy your glass of red wine. Enjoy your, you know, your drinks every now and then. But, but try to moderate that as much as possible because it does have effects on how 
how your body manages those things as they come through. Right. And after two drinks, like your liver just cannot process all that alcohol and turns all the rest of the alcoholic drinks into fat in your body. It stores it as fat. So it could only handle two. And then after that, it kind of just shuts down and stores it. But I've also, I don't know, after two glasses of wine, I become a lot smarter and more attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that happens for you. It sends power to the brain. (laughs) That's what seems to happen. Just magic transformation. (laughs) (laughs) You can can run faster. You can jump farther. You can, yeah. None of that stuff actually happens. I think most of the people around me don't agree with it, but I think I'm a lot more charming and funny. Yes. So, um, <laughs> those are things that I've just noticed about myself. I don't know about oh, you guys. Too. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I've noticed. But I've also seen like sugar alcohol in like protein bars and in different foods. Yes, I'm a huge. I'm an. Uh, I whey protein is is great. I have whey protein. It's a very pure form of protein. It's a great way to take it into your system. I'm not a fan of protein bars. Not not at all. And even things like muscle milk. Um, Mm, not a fan of that. If if I'm not if I'm not making it myself, I just especially on the protein bar side, there's still quite a bit of processing that goes into those. I have great recipes on homemade protein bars because the philosophy behind the bars themselves is great. Great for your body, great combinations and and ratios of of carbohydrates to to protein. Um, but definitely something you want to be making yourself um, to limit some of that processed component and. I actually posted a really fascinating article about hitting the wall and what endurance runners call bonking, which is where your brain just shuts down when you're in a long run and gym, you've, you've done enough marathons. Been to there. Know. Yeah. And <laughs> you, so you lose your will to live. You do. And there, yeah. there's a really great article I put out there about, um, some of the food components that exist behind that and how adding protein to carbohydrates is, is like adding an additive to a, a high performance sports car. So mm. Things like that. They're just really interesting things to read. Um, you know, go through it, kind of see what things resonate with you. But um, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. But on the protein, the sugar alcohol side, yeah, that's that's definitely not a a place you want to be. Taking yeah, and you know, and I've got I have some real things to learn about fueling. Uh, you know, after 13 miles uh, on a you know, on a marathon because it's just, it's so hard and your body does, is missing those calories and it's missing all that stuff it needs. And the body really isn't designed to go far, any farther than 20 miles. And so as you push it to 26, you're just, you're pushing it farther than it really is supposed to go. Um, and so it's just one of those things. I, I, it is important that you're getting the right things at the right time with the right, with the right stuff. I'll just admit, I'm one of those guys, I'm just retarded about it. I just don't, I struggle with it. And I'm, I'll be the first one to pull in the drive through at Burger King when I'm, when I'm hungry, you know, and it's just, it's really hard. So if you're out there, if you're listening to this, if you're out there and you're struggling and you feel like, oh, Carrie's got it together. Listen, for every Carrie, there's a guy like me who doesn't, (laughs) right? Well, here's a little, here's a little tidbit, honestly, like just from a, a running standpoint. So your skeletal muscles, the ones that that actually help you engage in the act of running hold about 100 grams of glycogen, which is what your body burns for fuel. So that gives you a couple hours of, of running time. Um, and, and from there, you start burning fat. But your skeletal muscles burn rate is twice that of your brain. Like, just think about that. 
Just let yourself just marinate on that for a second. That's, that's crazy. That's a crazy (laughs) thing to think about. And so making sure that, especially if you're doing races, we have a lot of races coming up. If you don't train the right way and prepare your body for what you're going to put it through, that can be game changing for race day. And not all of us go to compete, but it's not even about competing. It's about just finishing. It's about just having your body in a place where when you get there, it feels good. I can't even tell you when I, from eating clean to, to prior to that, my training is so much more enjoyable because my body's working with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt that too. When I'm eating right and I'm working out, the workouts go so much better and I have so much energy and I get done with them and I can still walk. Yeah. And you know, it's, you, you just don't feel like crap, you know, when you get, when you get done with them. So that, that nutrition side is really important. Go ahead, Jamie. I know exactly. Your muscles don't feel tight and you feel like refreshed and rejuvenated and you don't feel that wall, like you hit the wall and yes. yeah, you're so much your, better. Your joints are protected. Your exactly. organs are protected. Yeah. All of the things yeah. that it takes. When you think about what it takes for, for your body to physically engage in the act of running or biking or you know whatever it is that you do and all those muscle groups working together and just the explosive power, the things it takes to fuel that it's, it's really fascinating. You know, exercise science is really a fascinating thing. And if you don't play by the rules that are just inherent to how your body operates, you're yeah. going to lose every time. Yeah. So sure. you've just got to be mindful of it. And obviously in, in proportion to, to, you know, I'm not, everybody's an, an Olympic athlete. I'm certainly not, but I do like to train in comfort and I do like to avoid injuries. And this allows me a really, a really nice and enjoyable way to do it. Well, Carrie, thanks for that. We've we've come to the end of our time, and and uh, certainly we appreciate you coming out and uh, and and kind of updating us on what's going on with you. Some exciting things happening uh, around your blog, around the Mud Mafia. Um, we're just a week away as we record this. A week from tomorrow, we'll be down in Kansas City as a group, uh, competing in the Groundhog. Um, run i guess what they call it down there inside a Groundhog cave jog. yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a cave, it's, an it's very cave. cool it's an indoor uh storage facility kind of mined out of some limestone and it's a 5k course that you run twice the 5k's at nine the 10k starts at 10 um i'm gonna go down there i'm taking my recording equipment we're gonna do some interviews uh with the family as well as i'm gonna try and grab some folks that i don't even know and and <laughs> Ask them Create about. some awkward moments. Yeah. And, and, that doesn't sound like you, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's not like me at all. But no. we'll get, we'll interview some folks and say, hey, you know, what have you done to get ready for this? What's your story? You know, I'm, I'm hoping to put together kind of a, a uh, you know, a, a Johnny on the spot uh, reporter uh, type thing for that event. So if you're listening and you're planning to be down there, look for me. I'll have the black, you know, Mud Mafia t-shirt on. And uh, and certainly um, I'm shooting for a PR down there. That's kind of to start the year off right. I'm hoping for a 45-minute 10K and uh, yes. it'll be, be exciting. I'm about 15 pounds lighter than I was last year at this time. So that's kind of in my favor. I've been training harder. Uh, this year than I was last year at this time, so that's in my favor. Um, I decreased my 10K times by almost seven minutes last year, um, so that's kind of in my favor. So I'm looking forward to being down there. And so find me if you're in the family. Find me, and uh, maybe we'll get a photo taken uh, as well that we can we can uh, post to the site. So Carrie, are you gonna are you coming? You know, okay, I I 
neglected to sign up oh, in a boy. timely fashion. But but okay. I'm hitting up all of my resources this week because they closed individual registration. So I am working every angle that I know. Okay. And I will be there whether I'm running or not. I will be there. Good. Good. But so. I will chances are they I I will be running it if I have to um, make my own bid <laughs> and, well. and just scratch chicken scratch a number on there and just go run it. I don't care if I'm even timed. I just really want to do that race this season. It's so. one of my favorite. Uh, it's one of my favorite runs. And then we're getting ready for Trek to the Top, which is the last week in February here in Omaha. And there'll be I don't know, Jamie. How many folks are running that up those steps up to the top of First National? Eight hundred. So 800 folks. So we got some good events coming up and, and certainly, uh, you know, I want to encourage folks if they they don't have to run, you know, there's plenty of races in the spring. You don't have to run a single one. You can come out and walk it with the stroller, bring the kids. Um, there's some great races out there. I think of the Eagle 10K. That's in Eagle, Nebraska. 250 folks, and it's out on the Wabash Trail, and you can just do it at your own pace. It's fantastic. So it doesn't cost an arm and a leg either. Some of these races are as cheap as 25 bucks. Um, where, where this leprechaun chase has beer at the end and it's 25 bucks. So, uh, there's, there's, and women start first. <laughs> yeah. Five and minutes and 30 awesome. seconds ahead of time. Yes. I love it. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, guys, you better show up and be ready to represent because you the cross. <laughs> I'll let bring the girl, it, Jimmy. Man. Bring it. So I'm, I am, uh, I'm going to lead the charge, and I, and and the guys are going to win. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. Well, ladies, thank you for for coming out tonight. It's Saturday night. It's snowing like crazy out there right now. So I'm glad we don't have to travel um, to to go anywhere this evening. We get to stay in. Jamie, I assume you're in for the night. Oh yeah, for sure. So and and I'm sure there'll be some uh, a host of cancellations. But what's not canceled was this podcast, and we appreciate you guys coming out tonight. Again, if you want to reach us via email, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. I made some changes to the site this week. Uh, go out and take a look at those. Easier to listen to the podcast now, uh, just theaverageguy.tv. Okay, Jamie, you and I will do this again on Monday. We'll get two podcasts in in a week, which would be With fantastic. a guest speaker. Yeah, who's who's speaking on to us on Monday? Do you know, Laura you know? Runquist. Yeah, and Laura kind of came out of nowhere to call yeah, Boston, right? Yeah. Oh, As she has an amazing story to tell. Yeah, that's she's, great. So. She's a great runner. She's uh, she, I she's definitely one of my running, one of my running idols. I love oh, adore yeah. her. Oh, so. she's crazy. I've trained with her a couple times, and she just runs me into the ground. I feel I feel so bad when I train with her, uh, but she really does push me hard. And I, you know, I got to run with uh, Jeff Wilbur uh, the other day, last oh, Monday, cool. as a matter of fact. The, the weather was good enough; we could run. Jeff is a Boston qualifier and will run Boston this year in April. And uh, he was kind enough to run with me. And it's great to run and be pushed. Oh, for uh, sure. Both of those guys just push me um, every chance they get. Well, Carrie, you got the girls behind you. So they're, they've, yes. they've, they've they're, been they're, the natives are restless. <laughs> they have been great this whole podcast. <laughs> We'll, are. we'll probably delay Monday's podcast to Wednesday from a, a publishing date. So if you're listening to this now wondering why the podcast uh, hasn't come out yet, um, spacing it out during the week, uh, we'll probably, I'll probably put it out a little bit later in the week. Thanks, ladies. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll do it all again another time. Yes, thanks, awesome. Gary. Thanks, Thank Jim. You so much. Lots have a good fun, evening. You guys. Always a good time. We'll, we'll talk yes. soon. All right. Good night. Perfect. See ya. That's nice. Yeah.
that girl. Oh, uh, that's all right. You have a mild amount of annoyance going along with it. I'm like, really? You're that's we're okay, fine. Hey, can you bring your volume up a little bit for me? Do you know how to do that? Um, within Skype? Yeah, well, either Skype's probably set to do it automatically. You probably need to do it at your PC level. So if you go down to your sound, the little speaker thing, and right-click on it and go to Recording Devices. Okay. And then in Recording Devices, you'll see your microphone. Okay. Uh, Double-click on that and go to Levels. Okay. And then... Um, How's that? Better? Yeah, that's better. Perfect. I'm at about... I'm at 50. I'm at 60. 61. No, that's better. I, you're, I'm seeing good levels for me on the recording, so... Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Good, good, good. I got to remember, you get when you get excited, you get a little loud. I do, <laughs> and my laugh is like ridiculous. I have the, I have, I cackle. I don't really, I don't really uh, laugh. It's more of a, a really like awful cackle. Oh, is she calling you? Yeah. Oh, um, decline it, and I'll call her. Okay, I didn't answer it. Okay, hold on. Let me. Let me see if she'll. Hopefully, she got her picture fixed. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I don't see myself yet. No, you don't. So hit your video. Right. That's the at the bottom of the screen. There'll be my uh, video. It should be yeah. Okay. And hopefully, you got rid of the cat. Hey, you got rid of the cat. (gasps) awesome there you go how are you good how are you good did you get the kids to bed i did yeah that's awesome and the more that i and and it's you know it's funny like the people that will call me or email me and be like hey like today i went to lunch with these two girls that i um went to high school with and they're like oh my gosh we we read these all the time oh jamie just got it like, we read your blog all the time, and the one girl's like, I'm not going to start running because of you, but I cook better because of you. I was like, yes, yes, I'll take it. I'll totally take it. Yeah. That's good. And it's a lot of it's about the eating clean. People just, that resonates with people because it's something that you can incorporate, and it just, yeah, those numbers are crazy. They're just, they're really, really strong. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Carrie. Family's living that life. It's yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, let's get started. Um, sorry to interrupt that, but we can do some more love fest stuff (laughs) as we're talking (laughs) on there. (laughs) So I'll come in. I'll I'll introduce Jamie. We'll chit chat a little bit, and then I'll talk about special guests. So Jamie, don't give Carrie away. Okay. (laughs) Good thing you said that. Oh, that's okay. It doesn't matter. We always we always do real well. Hey, okay, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't not yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We could do it any way we want. <laughs> that's the beauty of the podcast. All right. Everything's running. The recorder's on. I think we're set. Uh, right. We are on show 13. This is lucky number 13. And this is January 22nd. All right, here we go.